welcome to episode number 268 of Video Game Apocalypse. I am the substitute teacher that lets the class watch a video while the teacher's away, Matthew Allen, who's here in the Michael Rapara's memorial chat room with me. Famicom Red Variant Chris Antista. Secret Fire Emblem character Travis Foster. <laughs> Can they really do they really count as secrets when there's like a hundred of them in games now? But anyway, I digress. Okay, obscure Fire Emblem fa- Fates character Travis Foster. Ah, let's see. Don't jump ahead, Trav. We talk obscure. Uh, so, as a reminder, for these interim episodes, each week we'll be picking a topic and doing a top five based around that particular topic. Uh, this week, we are here to chat about Smash Bros. And the reason we're doing so is Smash with E3, Bros. <laughs> with E3, we know that Nintendo is going to be hyping up their new Smash Bros. game for Switch. Um, so, instead of just us helping them hype up that game, though... What we decided to do was take a look at some of the, let's say, more obscure characters to grace uh, Smash Brothers games, and that's one of the reasons we have Lavar with us. Is he is our he is our Smash expert, if you will. Uh, yeah, uh, Smashvert is things I would say. Um, that sounds like a sex term. Maybe I don't <laughs> say Smashvert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have I have been a huge fan of the series since it debuted back in '99. I don't don't fact check me. That's the new thing. Don't fact check me. Don't uh, fact check the Smash Bert. Absolutely guys. not. Um, I'm going to say these facts and just take them as gospel. No fact check me and don't at me. Um, but no, uh, the Smash Brothers series has been a great just love letter to Nintendo gaming. Um, and doing a lot of characters like that are very specific to Nintendo or very like they have a very huge representation. Um, and the series, because of that, the series has pulled a lot of characters that maybe don't, wouldn't have gotten to play in like, let's say a PlayStation all-stars battle or an Xbox, Microsoft, we don't know fighter. Like there, there's some, they, they're able to pull these characters, but it also, like, they also do a good job in pulling the characters as well. Like, I know we're doing a list of obscure ones, but there are characters like Wolf O'Donnell. Like, you might not think, like, hey, why would you pull that character? But it was a really key part if you were really into Star Fox 64 or King DDD, a character that I'm pretty sure not everyone thinks about. But, like, once you, <laughs> once Almost you get never. there, it's like, <laughs> right. But once you get there, you're like, oh, yeah, of course you would want to have DDD on there. And he's a fun Was character. Was that the Carlos Mencia tie-in character? Um, DDD. I don't Sorry. I don't think about that dude or his terrible comedy ever. <laughs> Thank you, Carlos Mencia. Um, well, it wasn't his comedy, right? It was other people's comedy. Right. It was his writers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right. The great thing about Smash is it, it is an unabashed celebration of everything Nintendo and because of that, over the years, not only have they included kind of your Nintendo staples, but they've, they've had to, I won't say scrape the bottom of the barrel, but they, they've had to get some more obscure characters. And what's great is even with recent entries, now they've gone outside of just the Nintendo wheelhouse and, and they have characters from other series. You know, they had Snake. They, they've had um, Pac-Man in Smash Bros. They, they have to be real inclusive as Smash Brothers, given that I think Nintendo has introduced... 1.7 new franchises per console cycle like <laughs> that's a very specific yeah. stat chris it's 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 probably i'm not if you want to count excite truck fine um <laughs> but there was there, there haven't been a lot of characters introduced um in the last shit 15 years of nintendo 
Uh, so they they have to end up in Smash, good or bad. You have to be there, yeah. and and I think as a result, it 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 extends those characters' aware brand awareness for way longer than it would yeah. ever happen in any other way. And you can t- it's the same thing you can see with the Marvel vs. Capcom series. There's characters in that game who are like this close to being household names who will not have a game for another twenty years. No, you're absolutely right. So. Uh, here's me being a fake gamer guy. I didn't know who Samus was before Smash Brothers. What? <laughs> I had, I had, <laughs> I had never played Metroid or Super Metroid, um, because I'm younger in those games. I don't know. It just never passed my, I never played it. So I had no idea yeah. who Samus was. Um, yeah, it ties into our recent episode about the the franchises that kind of took a break. Is that was that franchise was on break when you were young, probably right? And yeah, that kind of ties into what Chris was saying as well. Is Smash Bros has actually it not only has prolonged a lot of these characters, but it has brought back long forgotten characters yeah. that people you know hadn't seen in fifteen twenty years, something like that, because they needed to. And and one of the I think you uh, Trav, you might know which one this was. It was um. One of the early smashes, I think it kind of that was the concept is it wasn't the way they were able to justify these Nintendo characters beating the shit out of each oh, other toys. is it was it was like toy collections yeah. and they're, yeah. they're toy versions of the characters. It was they were literally amiibos. Yeah, right. That's actually from the opening the opening um cutscene from the very first Smash Brothers. You see a hand which becomes Master Hand towards the end. Spoilers for a very old game, but a hand pull out two dolls and it would be random on each cutscene, but it would pull out two dolls and put it basically put it on a diorama, and then they would come to life. So you were able to have these characters, like you said, that were represented by toys, come to life, and that was the conceit of yeah, anything can play in this world because I can own any amiibo, I can own any toy. Yeah, mm. it's odd because they've gotten rid of that conceit for Smash, but like they need it for everything else. Like even Rabbids had to have some weird reason why these characters were interacting with one another well before we we hop into our top five one of the things i did want to you know because we are it's right now this episode is running basically e3 just ended and so we will everyone else will know a lot more about smash than we do right now but um one of the things i wanted to maybe take a guess on and have you guys take a guess what is the smash that nintendo is going to be showing at the show do we think this is smash 4 deluxe or is this actually smash 5 I, I was talking with Trav earlier. I was I was pretty significantly in the camp of Smash like 1.7. Only only in knowing only in having been around for like every one of their launch cycles. I think Melee is the last one that hit like a, a release date. Every other time they're delayed for years. Years and years and years. The idea that they tease one right now when the creator has already said, like, I'm not doing another one of these. Uh, and I'm, I think you could get him to do another one, just not 18 months after he just finished one. Um, so I, I think it'll be. Uh, I, I, I want to say it'll be four deluxe, but like a, almost more significant than that. Let's say four ultra. Right. I, I think that's the. I think that's the very smart way of looking at it. I think that's a very correct way of looking at it. I want to go the exact opposite route. So the. The the thing that's incentivized for me why this is a different um, Smash Brothers is with every Smash Brothers there's two things that happens that that kind of shows a different one. Um, every new Smash Brothers 
they make sure to uh, introduce a new character that everyone has been waiting for. So the Inklings was one everyone thought was going to be DLC for the Wii U one. Um, mm. And now they're in this new Smash game. Uh, before that, Mega Man in the reveal trailer, which made me lose my shit. Like, that was one where everyone was like, yeah, they should really do a Mega Man in the, in the Smash Bros. That will never happen. Um, it, it's these ones that you kind of are waiting for, right? Uh, but the other thing that always happens is every Smash reveal trailer... They update Mario and Link's design to the Mario and Link of the either the previous no of the previous game. So in mm-hmm. the melee trailer, Link is not Link from you know Zelda Ocarina of Time, but he's the Link from that Space World demo of uh, the Legend of Zelda that never came mm-hmm. out, which ended up becoming Twilight Princess. The mm-hmm. in the Smash Brawl trailer, you see Mario is very much like he's like a mid design before the Galaxy design. Uh, he's a very kind of like a gray palette to him. And his denim is too articulated. I hate how fucking <laughs> much work they put in his denim patterns. You didn't need to know the fabric Mario's like two colored overalls were made of. Yeah. Relax a little. But uh, Link design is uh, that of Twilight Princess. Like right. even to the point where I think his sword is on the other hand because of how Twilight Princess design was for the Wii one. And then obviously with um the the game before the game after uh Super Smash Brothers 4 Wii uh Wii and 3D 3U and 3DS there is the Mario the Mario design that's very much a galaxy design and then you have the Link design that is very much reminiscent to Skyward Sword I think that with this we were able to see in that kind of like that ominous screen where the Inkling is looking at its opponent like it's opposing Doom, and you see the Mario design, and you see the Link design, and that Link design is very much the Breath of the Wild design. I think mm. with these kind of ideas, I think that this is a new Smash Brothers game. I think that they, mm. I think that he's, I think Sakurai has been able to make these games a lot easier by taking away Subspace Emissary, which is a fifty-hour RPG <laughs> in there yeah. uh, that might took too long. I think that's what they should add. I think even yeah. if it was four, if it was four deluxe with some altered variants to reflect the new characters and a subspace emissary mode, like that's an, it's going to be an instant buy for most people anyway. But that'd be an instant buy for me. I don't even know why I'm talking about it because we probably all know by now. No, I bet Nintendo will still leave room for speculation. Maybe, yeah. I'm I'm with you though. That to me, I dropped off the series a little bit once that mode was removed because that that's what I enjoyed. I I like the collector aspect and 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 the story. It's it's weird to say I like the story in a in a Smash Bros game, but I liked that subspace emissary mode. And then yeah, once it was removed, I was like, well, I'm sorry, I'm just not huge into the fighting system. I don't play this game competitively, so it, yeah, it lost a little bit of the charm to me. But I still like to go back. And see things like like will this version have Mario with Cappy or is it going to be you know Galaxy Mario again? That's the kind of stuff. It's so cool because it is so detailed and so like it, it's all the characters you love in one place. Right. Yep. I, I think I think I think I, I agree with you guys. I think emissary emissary mode emissary mode. I'm sorry, I've been drinking Mexican rum all night. Uh, emissary road has been like very. It was very good, and I think it did a lot to show that these characters are different characters because unfortunately with it just being a just random fighter like you don't get you don't get the feeling of who these characters are right and i think that's what was really cool about the subspace emissary not just yeah. hey i want to play as wario and meta knight in 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 a level but like i want to see 
Meta Knight interact with Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, you know, yeah. something like that. Like, I, th- I think that's also very important. I want to watch Pikachu run next to Samus down a flaming hallway and and, and cry like I <laughs> did previously. <laughs> Why is this happening? This is so great. <laughs> oh. It's true. So it sounds like you guys are all aboard the... Uh... <laughs> That's it, speeding off in the distance. Uh, the hype train is leaving the station. Well, how about we do this? I just want to go through, as always, I like to go through some ground rules for our list. I, I only have a couple rules this time. Uh, this has to have been a playable character in a Smash game, meaning no costume characters from the last version um, and no, no, no NPCs. And then, but, but DLC characters are allowed. Okay, so I can't, it can't be Pokey in his like cryo chamber suit. In Smash Brothers Brawl, then no, and it can't be one of like the many me version characters that were just wearing costumes. Okay, it can't be that. So I can't say Super Saiyan Three Goku. That's what you're trying to say. You're telling me I can't use Goku as an answer for each one of these. Then you know my rule. I have a strict no anime rule. So no, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, then why are rules. we talking about Smash Brothers? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> It's all anime. <laughs> Those are the only rules. We will talk about Smash Brothers, and we're going to be talking about the top five most obscure Smash Brothers characters in Nintendo's Brawler for Babbies right after the break. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. And then um, somebody just randomly wanted to have a um, cannibal movie feature, a double feature, so they brought like all their friends, made like cupcakes with like body parts on uh-huh. them and like to camel the musical <laughs> and raw you know so it was they just felt like i it. remember it somebody for their birthday i uh, showed the blu-ray hd version of uh necromantic yeah oh my and invited God. all their friends what out is necromantic? <laughs> oh my God. it's a german horror oh film where God. a chick fucks a corpse it's like the whole movie's about her Fucking a corpse? That, Pretty much. And there's a sequel, right, too. But, uh, yeah, hey, come rent it at Cap City Video Lounge. We have both of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I just thought it was so great. You know, she brings all her friends. And they're like, oh, I don't know what this movie is. It and was then you had people, blast. you had people coming out during the movie just to catch their breath. They're like, I don't know. Truly, like, like I mean, multiple people and just, I mean, like, this like losing my friend, their but, minds oh, in oh, there. man, I got to go outside and have a smoke break. This movie's horrifying. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Babies, you're the fucking baby. Brawler for baby. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm here, just, Alan. look, I just said, I'm not into the fighting system. I'm in there for the mode that got removed. It's a fucking, you hit one or two buttons and no. hope to knock someone off a fucking ledge. You know what? Put it up against Street Fighter. You're describing Virtual Fighter two. and uh, numerous other, Jesus Christ, man. Get this man a Power Stone game, for fuck's sake. But yeah, actually, yes. Get me a Power Stone game. I fucking mean, please do. I mean, we're not. We're, stop. We're not don't be that guy. <laughs> don't don't play with my heart. I would love a Power Stone game. <laughs> yeah, that's stop, what I'm stop, saying. Stop. I, just, I feel like I've just like gotten over this trauma being yelled at about Power Stone. Um, <laughs> no, no. I think, sorry, guys. I think the first time I met Seth Killian, it was me being drunk at a PAX. Telling him, hey, you know what you should do? You should bring back Power Stone. Hey, you know what you should I, do? I White guy who the that. Japanese don't listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Green light a million dollar game. 
Yeah. No, sorry. I, I just had to go in. I had to go to break with that dig because I knew it would rile people up. And apparently it worked with you guys. But um, sorry about that. Mm. Uh, well, let's why don't we kick in with our top five, which is what, Chris? Uh, obscure Smash Bros. characters. That is correct. And we start with number five. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> I just love that. I love that quote line. I love that line. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so any guesses who that who we were just listening to? Um, anime. Yes. Uh, that's that's the correct answer. Um, this is the world famous underwear boy, Shulk. Now it's Shulk time. This is the Monado's power. Yes, sorry, he, he came in there with, this is Shulk time. I only keep saying anime because it was a meme of, like, when Bayonetta was announced that, like, all of the rest of the DLC characters will be anime. Because <laughs> people had some hope for Western characters, but yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that, nor that I, I couldn't really think of any Western character I want in there. Like, I don't know, what's mm. his nuts? The, what's his nuts from the Borderlands box? Who would I, who would I want in <laughs> Smash Brothers? Who's more appropriate yeah. than Cloud and Bayonetta? So when I first saw Shulk, I was like, did they get She-Hulk in this game? Which, by the way, would Shulk. totally be awesome in a Smash game. She-Hulk Smash. Hello. Mm. Well, she's got to get in. Uh, she, she deserves to be in some game. She, absolutely. Sure. Is she in any Nintendo property? Uh, no. <laughs> so, But neither is Cloud. No. Nah, she's not really in any Marvel property other than the books right now. Yeah. So We're also going to yeah. say not Cloud because I can make an argument that Cloud was in theater rhythm. And that's going to derail the whole thing. Actually. Yeah. So, Trav, tell us a little bit about Shulk. Where is Shulk from? Who the hell is Shulk? What, what's he talking about with this? The, the power of the what now? Okay. So, um, I Shulk know this is one. from the game Xeno. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade. Well, okay. I, yeah, I almost said two other ones. I don't know much about Xenoblade. I didn't. I never played Xenoblade. I have. I played the 3DS uh, remake a bunch. So, what is Shulk's powers? What is this speed up and? His fucking sword. I don't, dude. I can't answer to that degree. I found I found out about Shulk from an, a Smash Brothers Wii U amiibo I was sent. Like, who the fuck mm. is this guy? Because uh, I hadn't really heard of him. But like, that's sort of the beauty of Smash, and I I never see it utilized in these fighting games. But you end up introducing a character into the zeitgeist who who didn't make it in there with his own game. His own game somehow didn't resonate with with gamers but with smash it can so even i was like curious enough like i don't know maybe should, i've heard some really good things about xenoblade and it's, i get into it and like this is great this is what would happen if the rocks traditional jrpg evolved in good ways mostly good ways and par- some bad ways and i played for like 30 hours and i'm like and this is just getting started and i'll see if i get back to it and of course <laughs> yeah. i never did yeah so you're right i mean he was in the original game, but I think his inclusion yeah. – so his first appearance in a Smash Bros. game was in uh, Smash 4. We're calling it a shorthand, but it's Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS mm-hmm. uh, if you're a purist. Um, but I think that was meant to tie into Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was coming out in 2015. Yeah, I think we talked about this um, in preparation of this episode, Matt. Like a lot of the things that they've done with some of these surprise characters – have been for marketing purposes because one of the ones I wanted to put on the list was Corin from Fire Emblem Fates because who gives a fuck about Corin? But they were using him like he was DLC or th- they were DLC, excuse me, they were DLC because Fire Emblem Fates was coming out 
I think within like a couple of months of uh, yeah, excuse me, I like to say that I give a fuck about Corin because she's been fire emblem fats. <laughs> Now feel free, take it. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that impression anymore. <laughs> not even around, not even around Trav, my my Fat Albert loving friend who will, I, who will get most of it. I absolutely love Fat Albert, uh, but it's. I don't think we can do that. I think that, uh, as the kids say, I think that impression is canceled uh, when a guy goes Ooh. to jail for thirty years. That impression is like school in summertime, getting fucked. <laughs> See, I'm I'm sorry. I was I was doing a Louis Armstrong impression. I don't know who you guys thought that was. I was. I see trees. It's Fat Albert. No, it always was I know, Fat Albert. I know it's, it was Fat Albert, dude. But it's it's always been a terrible Fat Albert because Fat Albert is. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, or it's like 19 other members of the Junkyard Gang. I was about to say, can it just be Fat Domino? Hi, it's, it's Fat Domino talking to Fatfire. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like though. He could be like, "Hi, Fat's Domino here." Uh, uh, but but fine, yeah. give me give me one of the other junkyard gang characters. Who's the guy that had the hat over his uh, head? Donald. Uh, wait, wait. It's Donald, not Mushmouth. Mushmouth is. You're right. Okay, Mushmouth I have to. Okay, other... I'm sorry. I'm going to derail. Quick, Fat Albert take. Uh, this has nothing to do with Bill Cosby. Don't worry. When I was working at Fox, I had to do a commercial for the Fat Albert movie where they sent us to a Christmas tree lot. And we were there with Keenan and the whole junkyard gang from that movie to sing Christmas carols for like, it was like the local um, TV station, you know, interstitial thing. Like, hey, you're watching Fox 11 or whatever. And so it was me and the Fat Albert gang singing Christmas carols. Wow. Okay, so I have Top questions. Top that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was, was, was Kyla Pratt there? I don't think so. And also- I don't really movie, remember. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. That movie is not as bad as people make it out to be. It's it it's is, a, it's, it's a okay totally movie. fine live action adaptation of a of a obscure cartoon. And yeah. Keenan, Keenan was super cool. I will just say that. I've heard good stories about Keenan Thompson, which always makes me happy. I bet he was like back in the day, I, people were so shocked by those Cosby revelations, but before Hannibal Burris, Burris, Tina Fey was like hitting Cosby with that shit all the time in the early 2000s. And Keenan came on <laughs> to promote Fat Albert. She made a Cosby rape allegation joke. And Keenan's like, hey, look, <laughs> Keenan likes to work. And like, and like, now, to be fair, Keenan Thompson has made his career as doing Cosby impressions. If even if you go into all that, one of his characters was like That's he true. did Joe Cosby. He totally did. He totally I can't did. believe I get to do this, guys. But anyway, Shulk is currently ranks 35th on the tier list, which is D tier. Why don't you tell me more about that, Trap? Uh, tier lists are shit. I, I hate the VGC because those tier <laughs> lists are really bad. But Shulk is so Shulk isn't a really great player character to play because he has like a lot of variables with his like weird speed on off like system. Mechanics. Yeah, his Monado, the Monado yeah, arts. The Monado um, you can you like, kind of change his fighting style as you go, and he's also really uh, slow and he has like long windups, right? Yeah, uh, I've I've tried to play a little bit of, sh- of Shulk. It, he just doesn't feel right to me so yeah he's just he's a he's a, a nothing character d rank is fine but i really hate tier lists as well because like tier lists are also shit but yeah the reason we put shulk here is, is number five is because other than the tie-in with xenoblade chronicles x i mean who is talking about shulk even the xeno games from game to game they don't have like the same characters shulk deserved a spot in here one yeah from a marketing aspect they were trying to make a um Something iconic about the 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 Minato, the Minuto, 
Uh, yeah, how about this? This, this yes. is how you pronounce it. Manado boy. Manado the boy. But also, like again, how many new characters were introduced? New Nintendo first party characters were introduced on the Wii, and they're pretty much other than the Excite franchise, uh, bots and trucks. They're all represented in Smash. Yeah, mm. I would say that. Yeah, I think the the one hotout was other than. Shulk from uh, from Xenoblade was the villager from Animal Crossing, right? Who got in? And that was like the other one where it was like, ah, oh, I guess we're doing this. Like, not yeah. I didn't have an idea, but then like he also had the most terrifying reveal trailer. Yeah, the best part about yeah the villager was like there's just the creepy expressions and the fact that they they look like they were there to kick some ass, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought you just like sold fruit to tom nook for a living what the hell have you been like mma training there in your little town it turns out when you like do animation like old school like bob Iger fucking like cartoons yeah it looks like they want to murder everyone with no expression (laughs) on them just like yeah this looks like murder yeah hub i works bob Iger's the president of (laughs) this who's to say don't fact check eat of all our asses for lunch Um, and i'm inviting him to um, I'm, yes, Chris Antista likes to work. I have been drinking a lot of rum. That's <laughs> Look, I didn't want to do that to you, Trap, but if I don't, someone in the comments will. All right, so transitioning into our next entry, let's talk about number four. I'm here for a little uh, divine intervention. Let's hope well. it doesn't come to that. Mm. But that's an Arrested Development joke. I can't stop. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have any idea who that was. Other than maybe a Fire Emblem character. It's a character we recently spoke about on a recent episode. I'll give you that hint. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you this clue, Chris. The first that she's speaking with was in a High and Sublime cartoon in the 80s about Nintendo. <laughs> that, uh, that, 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 that is not helpful at all. That you need to get out of here with that. Uh, was I was, it, was, I was it Rosalina. I was talking about uh, Captain N, the game master. She is talking to mm-hmm. Pit. Yeah, uh, yeah. A pedal. I can never say her name. Planetarium. Planetarium. Palutena. Yes. It's he calls her Lady Palutena, uh, and so she is from the Kid Icarus series, uh, which in Japan, as we talked about on that episode, it's actually known as Light Mythology Palutena's Mirror. So it's named after her. Just no one knew who that was here until Smash, and then actually, her first appearance um, was not. As a playable character, she she was part of Pitt's ultimate attack in a Smash Bros. Before she came back in um, what she was first playable in. Remind me, Trav. It, she's first playable in Smash Brothers for Wii U because Pitt. Yeah. You, you remember, she- uh, Pitt is first. His first was Brawl, because Pitt. Right. So Pitt was the one that gamers have been asking for for years, um, because. Apparently, people like Kid Icarus. I don't know who are these people. Um, but like you said, Palatina was part of his final smash. Or we do Palatina's arrows, and she would come in the background and fire a lot of arrows in the sky. Um, but yeah, Palatina, I think her first – is her first game debut uh, Kid Icarus Uprising for the 3DS? Probably. No, I mean she was in the original Kid Icarus. Yeah. Um, 
and she's referenced there a lot. And that's what, like I said, it's, it's actually named after her in Japan. But as a as a fleshed out character, Uprising came out, and then she was revealed. And this has to be the most disappointing post credit sequence I can think of, because man, Nintendo dragged this out, and everyone was bummed. Like, who the fuck was that? Oh, they expected us to actually play the kid actress game we were asking for? No, we didn't do that. <laughs> That's an interesting story, the way that that game even came about. So um, uh, Satura I- Iwata took Masahiro Sakurai out to lunch one day, and he asked him to develop a game for the new 3DS system. And so he gave it some thought, and he ultimately decided that in order to take advantage of the hardware, he wanted to do a 3D shooter, even though that in Japan that, that wasn't necessarily a popular genre. He didn't want to do all new IP. He wanted to use existing IP. And so he kind of went back. And one of the IPs that people were really, you know, excited to see in Brawl was was the return of Pit and Kid Icarus. And so he said, well, yeah, I can do a shooter based on that. And so based on his time working on that character in Brawl, that ultimately shaped and, and decided why we got Kid Icarus Uprising. I am part of the problem because I've never played Kid Icarus Uprising, but I wasn't a huge fan of Kid Icarus, so I never understood what this was for. I like one of it's one of the worst first party Nintendo games the West received. Yeah, Uh, I I played a ton of it. I have affection for it, but I realize I understand what it is. But I wanted him in Smash too. I wanted him to see, I wanted to see him resurrected into a great game and. If you, like Trav said, if you did grow up with Captain N, he was treated like a very important Nintendo character. Yeah, uh, him, Simon Belmont, uh, Mega Man, and <laughs> Captain N. Uh, no, it was it was just... All the two of those are not Nintendo characters, by the way. <laughs> well, okay. oh, I know, I know, but like all those characters still kind of exist. It's Eggplant and Kid Icarus that don't have yeah. a giant fan base and haven't lived on in a bunch of other games. You're right, right. Because even yeah. Mother Brain and King Hippo have been brought back to Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So she makes her first playable debut in in the last Smash for Wii U and 3DS. Um, interestingly, a little bit of trivia here. So alongside the Wii Fit Trainer and the Dog from Duck Hunt, uh, Pay- Payutina is the only character who's never been playable in any other video game that is now play was playable in Smash. Um, she doesn't rank that high. She's E tier. She ranks like 45th in that game. So so not the most powerful character, um, but at least she was playable. Yeah. Interestingly enough, so another bit of trivia here, the original voice actress of the character who voiced her, I, I guess, for Kid Icarus Uprising before the, she was playable in the newer Smash, um, was Allie Hillis, but she was unavailable, and so they had to find a replacement for, for the new Smash because uh, Allie was off voicing Liara in the Mass Effect series. Um, I'm going to say this wrong, Trav, and again, my policy, no anime, but I'll say it. Is it Karen or Kareen in the Naruto games? Kareen. It's Kareen. Yes. Okay. And then she was the voice of Lightning in um, Final Fantasy thirteen, and then a bunch of, you know, Final Fantasy spinoffs. So she's kept quite busy. So right back to the tears. Uh, Valentina is very floaty. Uh, does not have a lot of good weight to her as a character. I think there's a lot of good ideas with her attack. She has a, she has a really good reflect attack. Um she has a, a kind of like an AOE uh, that bursts out. She's a really, she would be a really interesting character if she wasn't so damn floaty. And the thing with Smash Brothers, with it being a ring out game, like having a floaty character isn't super great, unless it's Kirby. For some reason, Kirby just works. <laughs> eh, I think it's the irony that it's happening at all. Yes, uh, but no, I mean it's a fun character if you are into Uprising. Like there's there's some obscure games that I like that I'd be like oh this is a really cool character like if 
if Sony in that PlayStation All Stars game would have like made Master Onion a character, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'll I'll play that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately, not playable. Um, and, and again, she was the only one that was never playable in any other game. Now, here's a character that was playable in a game, but was never playable to us in North America. And that is our... Number three. PK Fire! Any guesses who that was, gentlemen? Um, uh, Hitler. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, that is literally he's literally the exact opposite of Hitler. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so that is Lucas from Oh duh, my favorite video game of all time, Mother Three. That is right. the first amiibo I ever bought for Mike Grimm because it was a GameStop exclusive. I was um, I was still working from home. Walked in and there was a pyramid of them. I'm like, my friend's gonna get a kick out of this. And then like they were still there for like months. No one bought the Lucas Amiibo. Mm. Yeah. Well, a part, one of the reasons might have been, and the reason I put it as obscure because people might say, well, wait, Earthbound's not obscure. Lucas only appeared in Mother Three, which was only playable and available legally in Japan. And so people in North America before Smash probably had no idea who Lucas was or, or ever had any experience. In fact, the name of the trailer for the reveal was Lucas Appears Out of Nowhere, which, of course, as a wrestling fan, reminds me of this. Watch this. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, no! Sorry, RK out of nowhere, whenever I can use it. I got to throw it in there. Just hearing Randy Orton's song makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, not a fan. Um, but anyway, something I am a fan of. So I, just like everyone else, when Lucas was introduced into Brawl, had no idea who this character was. Um, so originally Lucas was supposed to debut in Super Smash Bros. Melee um, because if people remember... Mother 3 was actually supposed to be out for Nintendo 64. It was going to be a 64 DD game, but when the DD got uh, canceled, this game got canceled itself. But there's a lot of... I think there's even like a uh, a demo track, that a demo release that's, that's out there somewhere for, that people can get a hold of. Uh, but uh, she... she mm, Itoy, I was going to say his full name, but I this is there's that's no way that's going to work. Uh, but Itoy, um, when he remade the game, he made it on the um, GBA, and it came out in 2006, which happened to come around at the same time that Brawl came out. So they were able to take that Lucas asset that they were working on previously, and they brought it over to Brawl. Lucas was was basically the stand-in for Ness because Ness, you actually had to release out in, out from the game. And back to when you guys were talking about Subspace Emissary, one of the things I really liked about it was Lucas's moveset is not really akin to Lucas the character in um, Mother 3. He is not the PK user, like the primary PK user. That is Kumatora, who is one of the Majipsies. Again, I know way too much about the game. It's his favorite game. Um, but Lucas, his how his character is, 
is shown in his subs his cutscenes in Subspace Emissary, where he's very mm. timid, and it's a story about him growing stronger. And mm. um, I, I hate to promote somebody else's stuff that's not my own on here, but uh, the Super Smash Bros. Uh, fan of the show. Uh, Alex Fasciani and Gerard Khalil, they play through Mother 3, and you see that same kind of thing with this character. Lucas is a character about growth and everything like that, and has one of the most beautiful endings to any video game where I weeped openly playing it. I love Mother 3 mm. a lot, guys. Like, it's and, a really and well, Lucas, game. he has a twin brother named Klaus, right? Which is an anagram for Lucas. Yes. And they're kind of, uh, they're, they're both two sides of the same coin type deal. It's, it's, well, it's, so Klaus is a very, Klaus is what you would see as the main character of a, like, of a RPG. He is the very headstrong and very more adventurous brother. Um, and what happens in the early part of the game is their mother dies. Um, and the whole game is about, you know, how you deal with grief. And Klaus, because he is this adventurous character, he basically, which was funny why you said Hitler, Chris, he basically becomes Hitler of that world. Like, he, his mother dies, and he's like, oh, okay, fuck this. I'm going to enslave the whole world. And he does it? Like, it's a really, it's a really, really weird game. Mother 3 is another good game, but unless you have, like, 50 hours to kind of put into it, I I wouldn't recommend it, but it's, I love it so much. You know, it's funny, you mentioned the origin. That Lucas was originally supposed to be in Melee, um, and then, but he was, he, they had to replace him last minute with Ness due to some time constraints. Um, and that was a rumor for years. And then actually Sakurai himself substantiated that rumor in 2001. So his first appearance technically was Brawl, but he was meant to be in from Melee. Right. And again, like I said, that, that comes from that, that D, the 64 DD game, because they were, that game was supposed to come out. It just, when the DD got canceled, they just moved development from that to the GBA. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lucas is, so again, Lucas is very PK heavy, uh, more than Ness. I don't think he's a higher tier. He's a what? He's a C tier, Matt? Uh, he's ranked 29th on the tier list C tier. He's only one entry below Ness. And, yeah. you know, me being, uh, who's the Smashbert now, Trav, huh? I don't care about tiers. <laughs> I'm here about the games and the history of the game. I don't, I'm not, I'm not part of the VGC. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Fair no, uh, he, like I said, he, um, as, as with Ness, he's very floaty. He doesn't have as much punch of a Ness. And this is one of the things, one of the criticisms people have about some of the, um, the later Smash games, especially with Brawl. Um, but Brawl and, and Melee has it some, some way, some ways as well. A lot of these characters, there's a base character and then a lot of characters fall into variants. Um, I know that basically Ganondorf and Captain Falcon are the same character, uh, Fox and all the different Fox variants, like the Fox characters are all the same characters. And a lot of times, like when they're doing these characters to kind of offset to make them kind of feel different, they may weaken them, right? So, uh, where Ness is kind of, he, like I said, he's not great because he is very floaty, but he's kind of like an all around, you can use, you know, standards as well as use your, your special moves, like with, with um with uh Lucas, you definitely have to use more special moves. Uh, but his difference is he has PK love, um, instead of PK pulse, where he's able to take uh, in uh, he's able to take in mm, projectiles. PK love and pulse, my favorite rappers from the nineties. They were so good. Uh, PK love is his name of his special move because oh, it's a thing it. about his Sorry. mom. That game oh, okay. is very that game is very personal to me. I love I love Mother Three, and I love the fact that I got to. Cool off the podcast to talk all about Mother 3. You should definitely go 
and play Mother 3 if you got a chance. And if you don't, just right. watch that Let's Play I, I, I uh, suggested. It's a really good one. Okay. That's fine. That's no, I, I, I wanted to give you your platform a little bit for that character, who, who you said, though, is, is not necessarily the most powerful, although he's one below Ness. So whatever. He's my favorite character in the game. He's a, he's a good, perfect boy. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Speaking of a character that used to be powerful, some might even say OP, the fact that he was nerfed for the last entry. Let's go with our... Number two. Adventure is on the horizon. Stanley's going buggy. Mario Brothers have their hands full. And Donkey Kong's going ape. It's rough seas for Popeye. And Snoopy's gotta get on the ball. But you can help. You got Nintendo... That's pocket power. Widescreen or multi-screen games you can play indoors or out. They tell you the score and even the time. They're pocket power. They're 14 and all, only from Nintendo. Pocket commercial power. Made, that commercial made me hard. Like it, <laughs> one, it's it had my fuck groove in the background mm-hmm. and named a bunch of obscure characters I used to associate with Nintendo. Popeye, Snoopy. Stanley the Bugman. Oh. And so where did those where, where did those characters all appear in Nintendo products, Chris? The Game & Watch! The Game & Watch! Pocket I, Power! I will say this. A pox on anyone's house that says the word Mario instead of fucking Mario. It's been Mario. 30 years. Get over it. That's right. Um, but no, that that is Mr. Game & Watch, who he is... Um, He's actually one of the older and oldest characters in the Smash Bros. series in a couple different ways. So what do you guys know about Mr. Game & Watch? He hasn't always been a playable character, has he? Uh, since Super Smash Bros. Melee. That's right. He was the first unlockable character in Melee. And the thing is, he's always been an unlockable. He's never been on the core roster. Game & Watch debuted in games. Now, remind me, because I'm super young and you guys are super old. Uh, 1980. Fuck you. <laughs> that shit is older than me. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I actually, I mean, you guys are both super old. That's what I said. Okay. Sorry. What were you, what was you going to question me before you insulted us? I couldn't hear you because my old ears. I just said it came out in 1980, correct? All right. He came right? out in 1980, which does make him the oldest character in Smash Bros. But it's a close competition because there's another really old character that also came out in 1980, just months after Mr. Game & Watch. And who would that be? Uh, that would be Mr. Pakuman. That's right. That's my that's my 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 bell for you getting the right answer. Yeah. It's just Pac-Man. The, the star of the movie Pixels with Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Mr. Game & Watch... He's a representation of a bunch of different generic characters from all of those Game & Watch products, which were these little LCD handheld systems. Very simplistic. They were developed by, uh, this guy's come up on a couple of podcasts lately, uh, Gunpai Yokoi. Um, and they were one of Nintendo's first gaming hits. They were around before the NES system. and But they're really simplistic. And what's great is the, that is carried over into the character a little bit. He's the only, like, always 2D character uh, then, other than when he gets like a power up and even like his frame rate is different than the other characters. Like he's really framey and stuff because that's what those games were. They were like really simplistic frames. Yeah. Uh, Game Watch is my go-to main, uh, has been since Melee. Uh, really? He plays, yes. He feels really good. Um, and a lot of his, a lot of his attacks are plays off of different Game Watch games. So like his, his standard, um, Punch neutral is doing the Stanley Bugman 
uh, puffer, uh, like, he has, like, the diver headbutt as his, like, as his hard, as his, like, his, um, his strong, like, his strong hit, uh, it's called a, a smash counter, like, it's, like, it's the helmet, like, it's, he's a really fun joy to play, like, even, like, his, his specials are different, the Game & Watch games, like, the fire, the firefighter game, where you're ch- chasing somebody with the trampoline, and that's his down B, like, Game & Watch is a really, really fun character to play as. Yeah, well, currently he ranks 39th on the tier list, which is D tier, uh, but like I was saying, he was nerfed. He was formerly uh, ranked 16th out of the 38 fighters in, in Brawl, so yeah, he's taking a he's taking a little bit of hit, but I will say, not bad for a stick figure and an old guy. Yeah, um, I think, I want to say, so one of the cool things about the 3DS Smash game was they actually had a mode where they debuted each character, like, by year, and you could fight them all, like, in this, like, kind of like a Battle Royale type thing. Uh, Battle Royale is in wrestling, not Battle Royale as in all the gaming Battle Royale games now. Um, mm, no, yeah, yeah. The original. Uh, the original, yes. Uh, but, so, yeah, it was really cool because, like, I think it's in that pre-85, I think it's Game & Watch, uh, Game & Watch, Pac-Man, Mario, Donkey Kong, Luigi, because of 1982 with uh, Mario Bros, and then 83 is um, Little Mac, because of the punch out arcade like so yeah, yeah. it's really cool because they were able like game and watch wasn't uh, a nintendo arcade but in the game you're able to like i said this game being a a celebration a love letter to nintendo you're able to celebrate nintendo's previous handhelds and then their arcade library so i thought that was really cool and have yeah, characters yeah. really cool but the reason we have him number two on the obscure list is i'm sorry but like you said you pointed out chris and i are a little bit older and so to most Young people playing Smash, they they don't know what Game and Watch is, other than through Smash. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, oh, this is a really cool looking character. I mean, like I played handheld. I had Tiger Electronics. Mm. I know what those are. Sure, yeah, <laughs> like the really simplistic football games and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, like I'm talking about like Ninja Gaiden on a Tiger Electronic, or like Street Fighter Two on a Tiger Electronic game oh, man. <laughs> hey yo those were dope and don't listen to anybody you could play as blanca or guile and that's all but it was fun yeah okay fair enough i remember when blanca was like a big thing in street fighter like he to me was one of like the main characters and then just dropped off so i i have a theory i think again everything with me comes back to cartoons i think it was because that cartoon made him be charlie and people thought that he was the guy who was Charlie from uh, uh, Street Fighter Alpha, who turned into Blanca. So Blanca was a bigger deal because they thought they were the same character. Mm. It's not true, though. I don't know. I don't know. Former Capcom employee, Chris, any theories on this? Uh, I was reading an email, so I'm going to agree. Well, Chris reading an email is probably a sure sign that it's time to move on to our... that you can't just take a piece from every nintendo sound copy and paste it on a timeline expect it to sound good so what game what would that? you think would take a piece from every nintendo sound or take a take a thing that might be everything for nintendo it actually be bad and then try to sell it off as maybe good that would be in smash brothers because yeah. that is this and game. actually this is one of the 
oldest Nintendo games because this was pre-Super Mario Brothers NES in Japan. That was the theme song from Ice Climbers, which oh, I will say it's fucking worse. It's <laughs> catchy. No, it's catchy, but that theme song is not as good as this. Come on, man. Come on. It's like, this is basically yeah. the Get Lucky theme. Alright, sorry. We're up all night to climb ice now. We're up all night to climb ice now. <laughs> so yeah, Ice Climbers is our number Yuck. one. I guess technically they should have taken two slots because the Ice Climbers characters are actually two characters that you control. Well, you control one of them and the CPU controls the other. Yeah. Ice Climbers suck. <laughs> They're just not fun to play as. I don't get it. I've never understood it. I never liked those characters. I didn't like playing mm. the Ice Climber demo that came in Melee. I just hate the Ice Climbers. I think they're bad. I just can't. I can't believe how many people now know who Ice Climbers are. It should be sub Devil World in people's consciousness of, of fucking first party <laughs> Nintendo games. But here we are. We're like because yeah. of Melee, everyone knows who the fucking Ice Climbers are. Yeah, they were in Melee and Brawl. I mean, they were some of the earliest characters. Although they did not make an appearance in the Wii U or 3DS version of the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the reason that the official reason that was given. Yeah, because the 3DS mm. couldn't handle it couldn't handle having those two playable um, like hardware wise, which yeah. good because that fucking sucks. I hate it. I hate Ice Liver so much. Well, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, they were running up and running on the Wii U version, but then Sakurai didn't want those two versions to have character differences so we had to cut them from both games uh, that's the official reason given i will say though it's probably more likely they're low priority characters they're not it's they're not going to get a new game anytime soon like Let's like you guys not. said it's it's like people hadn't heard about that game they're, in fact they're the only smash characters along with duck hunt they don't have a new game since since their appearance in smash like everyone else yeah they smash have, they have one brought game. them back but the next best thing, though, you mentioned there's that demo, right? There's there's kind yeah. of you can sort of play Ice Climbers in Smash. Yeah. But we also I think we talked about it last time I was here. Where we talked about the e card reader. Uh, you can play Smash, yes. you can play Ice Climbers in fucking Animal Crossing as long as you had that e card reader. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's Yuck. true. Well, I, I guess I should talk about a little bit what Ice Climbers was for those who haven't played it. Um. Ice Climbers was interesting. It was a vertical platformer where the goal was you you played as uh, these two characters, Popo and Nana, although Popo has to be called Pepe in Germany because Popo means butt. Um, and they are they're meant to either be just be friends, although Sakurai wanted them to be lovers for some reason. Like Nintendo's like, well, they yes. are whatever you say they are. But Sakurai's like, no, they I want them to be lovers, which fine weird but fine i mean you're trapped out there in the fucking antarctica all day who knows what's what's gonna happen whether or not your brothers or not you gotta cuddle to get warm but yeah, yeah their, their game takes place in antarctica or, or in in some frozen climb where the whole goal it's a vertical platform where you have to jump up and avoid all of these kind of polar hazards like ice you have to avoid polar bears um and the thing is you die if so as you climb up the screen climbs with you but there's no going back down so if you fall to the bottom of the screen you die, and it's super frustrating. And the reason you fucking fall to the bottom of the screen is fucking ice platforms. One of my biggest pet peeves in video games. I hate it. It was the first game that ever exposed me to slippery ice platforms, and I've hated them ever since. Every time they're in a Mario game, I'm annoyed. It's the worst. Uh, to be fair, oh, not to be fair, to to also play into this. So their their stage in is I think Smash Brothers uh, 
Brawl is the one with the interactive stage. Yes, Brawl is the one with the interactive stage that has that ring out where you have to move with the stage. And the ring out is if you fall below the, like, the stage being moved, you automatically ring out, which fucking sucks. Uh, the only redeeming mm. thing is that polar bear is pretty bitchin'. As a pretty bitchin' yeah, polar yeah. bear. <laughs> but I will say the polar bears were super annoying in the game, and they almost always cause you to fall to the bottom because they're super hard to get around, and to, you can't really kill them, and it fucking sucks. But yeah, in we, we played that that music, which I actually kind of love their theme music, and what one of the great things about Smash uh, is the fact that it, it will update a lot of this classic Nintendo stuff and kind of, you know, give it the modern spin. So let's hear... I have a clip where I'm transitioning from the original Ice Climbers into how it sounded in Smash. exactly how it deserves to be played some yes. annoying fucking jazz punk bar <laughs> <laughs> piano noodling I, I i'm saying that as a I, i'm a fan of that version that's i never thought i'd like anything related to the fucking ice climbers and here we are well most people don't like them because as trav mentioned it's a really hard character characters to play you only get to control one the cpu controls the other but the reason it's so difficult both characters, even though it's hidden, they both have the stamina meter. So if the other character is getting beat up, theoretically, you can get a ring out because someone hits them, even though you're not controlling them. So you kind of have to be aware of, of how many times the other one's getting hit, even though you can't see. There's no indicator to know what's going on. Yeah, it's a bad gimmick. It's 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 just they're not fun to play. Their, uh, their kind of ring out save is also really shitty if one of them dies. So it, they both have to die for the ring out to work but for their ring out for their ring out save it's basically like they're falling and you throw like a rope to save the other one um but if you don't have one you're kind of fucked like it's they're not great i really just dislike the ice climbers a lot like i i roll my eyes whenever i see them selected in anything <laughs> yeah and i you know browsing youtube looking stuff up for them i see there's a lot of ice climbers salt videos so they're they're not well liked. They look like kind of a troll character that you would play to mess with people and, and annoy people. Yep. Uh, but look for Ice Climbers to be uh, in, in Smash in this uh, Smash Switch. I will wow, say this. I'll, I will say this. I'll take that fucking bet, man. I bet you they will be. <laughs> I, I I will say this. Um, we Chris, you just joked about this, there not being an Ice Climbers game. Watch they announce an Ice Climbers game at whatever Nintendo thing they do on Tuesday. No! <laughs> oh no it'll be the first thing in their flagship virtual console live service trust me they're gonna give us an online version of ice climbers yeah now with four ice climbers you just hear the thing it's like a brand uh, an old flavor it's coming back to the switch system and no you haven't been asking for it it's now <laughs> just <laughs> in time for christmas get out those snow shovels it's ice climbers we joke but actually that's probably definitely gonna happen because the whole thing with the the retro games in this serv in their new online service they're going to charge people for is they're putting online functionality into these old games that never had it. And so this is like the perfect game for that because you can play co-op with someone else. Uh, bring back blue fight you cowards. Like that's, that's why that's, if you're going to bring back a, an old game, that's okay. Bring back balloon fight. Yeah. In honor of yeah. Iwata, right? Cause didn't he program balloon fight? Yes. 
Also, yeah. Blue yeah. Fire is kind mean, of good. Bring that in, back. in a joustless world. It's pretty wonderful. Yes. Yeah, true. So we talked about that. That's probably a guaranteed announced character. But let's go to our question of the week and kick it to you, the community. What character do you most want to see in the next Smash Bros for Switch? And I haven't been doing this, but I might as well. Let, let's ask you, Trav and Chris. What what character do you most want to see? Hmm. That's an excellent question. Uh, um, so I'm going to okay. So I'm going to say mine. Because I it, it will never happen, and if it does happen, Nintendo has officially ran out of ideas. So I've I've been very much on the bring back Wart train because you have essentially yeah. you, you have essentially the Freddy Krueger of the fucking Nintendo world. Like his literal his literal thing is he inhabits people's dreams and fights them. He fights Link in his dream and he fights Mario in his dream. Uh, so I've been I've been bouncing that drum forever, but that's not my pick this time. My pick this time is a character that doesn't get a lot of play, however, has multiple forms and is the only sports boy that you could bring in here. That's right. I am I am right now fighting for a Charging Chuck from Super Smash mm. uh, from Super Mario Brothers World. I want him. I like it. I want him in Smash Brothers. Do you remember how many forms he took in just that one game? Uh, he is a baseball player. He is a football player. Yeah. He is also he does something else. He does like this weird backspan. He's the Bo Jackson. Uh, he's the Bo Jackson in the in the um, in the forgot that NBC All Stars show. But he's the Bo Jackson pro pro, pro, pro stars. Oh there we go. Yeah. He's the Bo, he's the pro stars Bo Jackson of the Mario Brothers world. He's covering all the bases. Uh, I would like if just Cappy made it in there somehow, and like <laughs> that he could just go on the heads of other other players rather than a Mar- an extra like Mario variant. Mm. Um, but in terms of like obscure characters, um, you know, they're not Nintendo characters. But in terms of what a Smash Brothers uh, guest character is supposed to do. There wasn't a new Pac-Man launch for Pac-Man to be in Smash Brothers. We just all wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people found him synonymous with whatever era we fell in love with Nintendo in. Uh, I want Bub and Bob from Bubble Bobble. Ooh, I like that. They, Ooh, they, yeah, that's a oh, that's excellent choice. Yeah, so no more ice climbers, but you can get your two your twofer in there, probably with less memory issues with uh, Bub and Bob, who were. Like I were synonymous with Nintendo for me, and I so much so that they, I think it's included on both. Like every, there Bubble Bobble's included in every territory's uh, NES Mini. So, I mean, Nintendo has to feel somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mine. So my my joke answer. I'm gonna say Tom Nook from Animal Crossing, and his uh, his attacks will be crippling debt. Is how it's gonna get you. But no, I think my real answer, and this isn't a Nintendo character per se, but it's been a while since we've seen him, and it wouldn't be uncommon because uh, Ryu was in a previous Smash. How about we get Phoenix Wright in Smash Bros? Mm. Isn't he like, only lived on Nintendo platforms for the last like ten years? So, but isn't he like a Marvel vs. Capcom character now? Well, I guess Ryu mm. is too. So yeah, Ryu is. Yeah, and and, and Mega Man. How about Professor Layton then? Professor Layton could be a good one. He just outthink you. And, uh... Also, I'm going to also say before anyone steals it, Simon Belmont, so you could have a Captain N fucking oh. game. That beats the hell out of my Fred Flintstone joke answer. <laughs> no, that's not bad. Well, anyway, that's that's the question of the week. Which fans, you can go answer that question of the week on the official Laser Time Facebook community or reply to us on Twitter 
or leave a comment at vidigameapocalypse.com under the show notes for episode number 268. Let's go out with some plugs. Trav? Uh, sure. You should listen to my show, PMB, on, on uh, PMBcast.com. And yeah, we do a lot of great things, and I've been trying to start a meme. I want to know, is Frozone, <laughs> who is Frozone? I don't know who Frozone is. Why do ex- you need to know? <laughs> so we're going to explain who Frozone is. Is he the Lich King? Is he the White Walker? We don't know. We're going to find it out together. Uh, Chris, any plugs from you? Yeah, listen to Laser Time this week, especially this week, because um, we're talking about the toys that maimed us, toys that hurt, caused injury, or killed. Uh, it was a really, really fun episode for me. Uh, my friend Sam and Sarah are on. Also, 302010 this week, we're talking Incredible Hulk. And uh, weirdly, the the American debut of Metal Gear, and then 20 years later, in the 2008 section, where we look 30, 20, and 10 years back in uh, this week in uh, pop culture history, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 premieres, like 20 years to the, almost to the day of the American release of the original Metal Gear. Mm. Not solid. Didn't that just happen as well with uh, Sex in the City? Because I know, I know our audience, and it I know did. they want to hear about Sex in the City. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a really good show. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a dope show, and there's not a lot of other t uh, not a lot of TV to talk about. But can hardly wait if that was your your jam in '98, like that that and Dirty Work, like those are two really fun movies to revisit from 1998. And the summer of '98, I think, is going to keep rewarding us. So listen to that show, man, if you want to revisit some old classics from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Also, pa- Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Uh, it's it's how we're supported. It's how we get to keep making all these things. Um, we have a new episode of Bonus Time where I talk about uh, having diarrhea and throwing up at the same time, mm-hmm. but Matt, where Matt talks about something that should be more important. It should have gotten the lead. <laughs> it's game-related, um, though. It, uh, yeah, I tried out the Star Wars hyper-reality VR experience Secrets of the Empire while I was in Vegas, and uh, yeah, abs- I, I kind of gave a review and, and kind of spoiled it for everyone, but it's it's really fun, highly recommended. Um, and yeah, so definitely please do support us on patreon.com slash laser time. If you can't, that's okay. There's other ways you can support us. One of which includes subscribing on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice, or even just go write a review for us. Tell a friend, you know, spread the word that always helps. You can follow this show on Twitter at VG apocalypse or me personally at Maddie C. Allen. All thoughts there are bad and my own. That's been this week's episode of Video Game Apocalypse. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And remember, don't hate the player or the game. I'm going to get so much hate for Brawler for Babies. I love it. Yes, you are. Yep. (laughs) 